Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and we hope that it blesses you. For any more information on this sermon or any additional resources, visit us at thrivechurch.co.nz. Again, so so excited to uh, be here and just looking looking across the the people gathered here. I can see this is the best looking service. Come on, somebody, come on, come on, just just fine looking people. Way 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 better than the last service. But you know what? I, I just want to tell you. I just want to tell you. It's just the truth. We're just going to speak the truth. But I, I, I want to tell you. I, I thank you and appreciate that honouring of uh, us and what we do. But before I preach, I just want to take a moment and honour the King of Kings and the Lord. That's why we're here, right? about two of you. I said, that's why we're here, right? We're here to give Him glory and honour and praise. Come on, let's honour King Jesus in this place. You're worthy of all praise. You're worthy of all glory. We're worthy of all honour. And we thank You, Jesus. We invite You to do what You want to do. Say what You want to say. Change what You want to change. Move what You want to move. We thank You, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm ready to hear the boy preach. Come on and grab a seat. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, can we put our hands together for the worship team? What a great job, man. I, I want to tell you, you know, I, I've just loved it. It's been three years since we've been uh, been here. And I just want to say, you were only doing one service at that time. It's great to see you doing two services. And, and I, I want to tell you, just it's such a great feel when you come into that. Look, I get to go to a lot of churches, go to a lot of, uh, lot of places. But I want to tell you, a great atmosphere here. Great atmosphere here. Just the, the interaction, the way there's, there's joy in the house. I mean, look, I'm just being honest. I go to some church, there's no joy. It's just like this kind of like, come on, let's see what you can do. You know, it's just about, but you come in here, there's a great sense of a banter that you're doing family and life uh, uh, together. And, and as John Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. It doesn't happen just by accident. What you're experiencing here today does not happen by accident. It happens intentionally. And so, so uh, Glenn and Debbie, what a what a fantastic, fantastic! fantastic <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a, you're doing a fantastic job. And and, and I, I just want to say, can you honour our friends and your pastors here today? Come, on, give give them a stand up. That maybe every week we don't do that. Give them a big shout. Come on, come on, make some noise. Make some noise. Hallelujah. Fantastic. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Sit down. Sit down. (laughs) But God is doing some exciting uh, things. And uh, again, Jared, Jared, with what he's doing with the youth right across the South Island, just a fantastic. Encourage them on in the work that they're uh, doing. Because leadership is not easy. It's not, uh, you know, it it, it can be a battle. And so I want you to encourage them as they do that walk and take that walk uh, of faith. And so I I bring you greetings. And I just want to get my way. I am in ministry today because of this woman. She keeps me going. She keeps me sane. Thank you so much. All the way from India, praise God, hallelujah. So um, she, she keeps, me, keeps me going. And, and um, you know, I, I, I just want to bring you greetings from your New Life family, 83 churches across the nation, 10,000 people meeting right across the nation right now from Bluff to way up in uh, Auckland. And I bring you greetings uh, uh, from them. And again, this is a time I want to use to personally invite you. And I know Rangiora's uh, got so uh, signed up already, but I want to 
personally invite you to our New Life Conference happening in October 10th, 11th, 12th. I wanna personally invite you there and just tell you, it's, it's look, it's not just another conference, it's your conference. We used to call it a life, we've changed it to New Life because we're gonna do our DNA. We're, doing, we're not wanting to just run some general conference, for, it's your conference. It's, it's a, and I wanna invite you to the family reunion. You know, family comes home at Christmas. I wanna tell you, at conference time, that's when the family gathers and gets together and hears the Word of the Lord. I've got a little promo clip that I wanna show you about the conference. Last a few seconds. I want you to give a big cheer at the end because if you don't, it's really awkward if it's silent, okay? So here we go. Let's watch that promo and you can keep the lights on. Let's just show it. This is last year's conference. That's me. God's plan for you and I is beyond where you and I are right now. God has really great Come on, Glenn. You're preaching. Yes. Come on. Okay, this is where you cheer, so you Wow, fantastic. As I said, this is your conference. It's our family reunion time. There's nothing like quite that when the family comes together to, to, to hear from God, not only what He's saying to us individually, but what He's saying to us as a movement. What is God speaking uh, to us? And I just wanna say our team is working incredibly hard to make it a conference for everyone uh, uh, to attend and, and, and for mums with families and bubs. You know, I, we know it's like next level to get everybody there, but we're, we're working hard to make it a place from uh, food trucks on site, Easy parking for families, making sure everyone can uh, uh, get quick access. We're making, we've put it in Auckland in a massive arena there. So, so again, airfares can be cheaper and stuff, but we really want to say wherever you fit in the congregation, whatever part of the team you're on, this is a conference for you. It's your conference, it's our conference. And I, I, I know some of us are thinking, well, it's a, but Pastor, it's a, a bit of a way to go. It's, a, you know, it's up there in uh, Auckland, but I, I just want to tell you this. We have over the last uh, uh, little while, we've got people registered. They're not even new life people. They're, they're, we've got people registered from the UK, from Singapore, from Hong Kong, from uh, uh, Australia. This week I got this email. It blew me away. It said, hi, Adam and Anita. Thanks for your lovely programs. I'm glad we do lovely um, programs. It says, regards to the New Life Conference, which will be held in 10th, on 10th, 12th October by Andres Bassoni and his team, as we are Muslim, oh man, I got excited when I read that. As we are Muslim, can we participate in this event? We live in Oman and want to book tickets to Auckland just to participate in this event and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Because we believe in the Holy Spirit as it is mentioned in the Holy Quran, okay? My wife is following your programs and usually and hopes to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Awesome. We already donated monthly to a Christian ministry, Andre's. Uh, uh, ministry. As it is a long trip from Oman to New Zealand, we would like to know the exact details of the program in this event and if there is any possibility to meet Andres and be directly filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. I mean, uh, 
I, I know we might be thinking, man, it's hard to get there from Rangiora, but I've got people riding camels across the deserts of Oman to say we need to get there to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And look, I want to tell you, it won't be the same if you're not there. So I want to really encourage you. And to do that, we've got a, a sign-up sheet. Yesterday we gave a discount, 20% discount to anyone who wants to sign up. That same discount is available to you today for the, all of this week. If you put your name on that sheet of paper, we'll send you some details and, and make sure you get that discount. But uh, just write your name down there. And you don't have to commit to it or whatever. It's just a matter of we can get that information uh, to you. But I know your life will be changed. So come and be filled. You know, I love airports. I love airports. In fact, I... I, I and. Man, what a good buzz, that testimony, powerful. I was telling the guys yesterday, don't treat what, a, what we do here every week as common. Yeah. Oh, we're just doing church, two fast songs, three slow songs. No, 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 you've got to understand, God is at work. God is at work. You, you know, you've been, thank you for the two that clapped. I mean, if we're going to clap, let's clap. Let's clap. Thank God. I mean, we've got to understand, God is at work in this place. When you have, you know, we, you turn up every week, maybe you've been coming for a while. It's just, it can be same old, same old. But you've got to understand, God is at work for that new person who's coming here. I met four new people in your last service. Four new people. Anastasia and, and Marcus, they're from, 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 originally from Russia. And so they, they, they came into your uh, service and they're like, this is cool. This is cool. I mean, you might come and, oh, well, yes, yeah, oh, yeah, it's Glenn doing it. Yeah, he's doing that. No, no, you've got to understand God is doing something every week in this place. You're, you're setting the atmosphere for a miracle to take place. So don't treat it as common. And so, so, so you got some good stuff. And, and I don't know, there was four of them. They came together, two couples, and, and they found out there's a whole lot of hunters in this church. And they're like, hey, do you know that there are so many hunters in this church? Let's go kill something. Come on. They're like, we're, we're excited. So our friend, don't, don't understand. You, you might be thinking, oh, it's just the same. Oh, no, no, no. God is doing something. Come on. Come on. He wants this house to be filled. Come on. Someone get excited in his place. Hallelujah. I love airports. I'm a people watcher. I like watching people. I like seeing, I like, the, you know, all the people traveling back and forth from uh, different places. And, uh, and, and airports, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. You never know if you hang around enough in airports, you, you'll meet all types of people. I remember about a year ago, I was, I was in the airport, Anita and I were there with uh, uh, some other people and we were sitting there in the coral lounge and, and, and suddenly these, these sort of security guys came in, big shots, you know, you know the guys with uh, wrist stuff. And I, and I thought, oh man, somebody important's coming. I'm already here. Who else can it be? Come on, someone. It was just like, who is coming? And in a few moments, the prime minister came in. Prime Minister came. I said, look, 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 dear, look, let's say this a year ago. I was like, I said, look, 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 it's John English. It's John English, the Prime Minister, John English. He was sitting just over there. I said, I'm going to go and speak to him. I'm going to go and talk to him. Because I've been talking to the church about don't get overcome by fear. Step out, cross the, you know, just, you, you've not been given a spirit of fear, but a lot of power and a sound mind. And so I'm going to go and speak to him. So I got up and I started walking, walking over to him as I'm going out. And I'm hoping that he's going to get the photo. She didn't even think about it. And so anyway, I was posing, but nothing happened. So I went out, hello, Mr. Prime Minister, and we started talking. We talked for about five minutes, actually, just until our uh, flight was called. And we talked about all the roading and company because they built the expressway and stuff. And we were just talking, uh, uh, talking stuff. And then we had to go for our flight. And so as we're, we're walking out, and uh, he, he said, oh, Adam, could I get a photo with you? No, he didn't. He didn't say that. <laughs> so so we, as I'm walking out, as I'm walking out, I just went, oh, oh, my goodness. His name is not 
John English. It's Bill English. It's Bill English. And then I remembered, oh no, Johnny English, that's Mr. Bean in the movie. It's like, it could have gone so wrong. I, th- I thank God I called him Mr. Prime Minister. But you never know who you're going to meet in airports. We were in Hamilton just, just two or three weeks ago, and I was just sitting there relaxing, and Jacinda walked in. Our new Prime Minister, she walked in this time, Anita was ready with a camera, but it's just me sitting on a seat like this with Jacinda standing uh, behind us. But our aeroplane, it was pretty cool. It turned into Air Force One for an hour because we flew back to Wellington with the Prime Minister. So that was like, that's the way New Zealand does Air Force One. I mean, it was just like, we were cruising the Jacinda. And as, as she got off, I said, dear, they'll have an entourage. Let's join the entourage. And so we did, we got off. She was sitting over there. She got up, she started to walk and we got up like we were part of it. We were just like, like, yeah, we're on a mission, man. <laughs> She's pregnant, but she can walk fast, that lady, I can tell you right now. And so, so, so we're, all of that is going to be yeah, airports. You never know who you're going to see. But one, one of the things that I've noticed in airports is people carry baggage. People carry baggage. You, you, you'll see people, some people have some hand baggage, other people have one piece of baggage, and then you see those awkward families with way too much baggage. I mean, maybe you've been one of those families. I don't, I don't know, but they've they just got way too much baggage. They're pushing trolleys full of it. And I want to say it's sort of like life, isn't it? As we, as we go through life, different people carry different amounts of baggage. We all know people, uh, maybe, maybe if I was to ask you today, we all know people who carry way too much baggage. Anybody know who people who just, they just got too much baggage? Okay, maybe you're sitting next to them. No, thank you. Don't show me that hand. I, it, but, but you know people who are carrying way too much baggage. For 11 years, my family and my wife's uh, Indian. As I said, all of our children were born in India. And we spent 11 years there as missionaries, but we would come home to New Zealand every three years. And every three years, when it was time to return for three months, it was like we would pack everything we needed for the next three years. So, because you just couldn't get that stuff in India. And so we would pack in those days, if we took a computer, there was no laptops in those days. You took the desktop. I mean, the big screen, remember the big, uh, the big monitor, the big printer, the, or, or the big uh, a CPU unit. We'd take televisions, we'd take, we'd, we'd take microwaves, the whole microwave, everything. And so we had three kids and our trolleys, I mean, they were loaded to the max. It looked all right with us because I'm a pretty sort of big, uh, big fellow and you can have a body like this if you're not careful. But the, 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 uh, as we we're pushing the trolleys, but I got my little kids, they're just tiny. They're pushing these trolleys. <laughs> oh, poor kids, for what we did to our children. I mean, they're, they're pushing these ridiculous amount uh, of trolleys because we're trying to take all of this baggage uh, uh, back there. And I, I, I remember... I, I remember one time we, that's the trolleys. What about our hand baggage? Our hand baggage. I remember one time all these things carrying the microwave, the TVs, what, what, whatever we could, what we needed for the next uh, three year stint there. But, but I also remember we, we, my hand baggage weighed about 30 kgs. Wait, so just for it was all, I'm a preacher, right? I need, I need books, I need concordance. And now you can just carry it on your cell phone. But in those days, I needed the real books. And so I've got this bag and it's got 30 kgs 
Oh, stuff in it. You're only allowed seven. Don't look at me like that. I know you've done it too. Some go, I'm unsure. I mean, it's just how it is. But it's 30 kgs and it's cutting into my shoulder. I mean, it is so heavy. But here's the thing. I can't make it look heavy, right? And so I'm just walking on like it's like I'm just counterbalancing, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, to make it to make it look like, and I'm carrying this, I said, oh man, it's killing me. It's cutting right into my shoulder. And, 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 and so as I'm going on the plane, I'm trying to make it look like this air stewardess comes up to me and she said, can I help you with that? And I'm like, no, 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 fine, thanks. Because <laughs> I know if she just picks it, it's going to go straight, hit the floor, go through the floor, out onto the tarmac, and the flight's going to be delayed because that's how heavy it was. But I was pretending that it looks light. We can do that in life. Well, preacher's preaching now. You see, we can carry stuff that's heavy, but we, we will make it look light. We, we, we don't want anybody else to know. We're carrying this stuff, and, 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 and maybe it twists our back. Maybe it uh, makes us walk different. And definitely, when we carry too much, it makes us walk different. It can affect our walk, that's for sure. But when we carry, to, to, we can pretend... It's light. We, in fact, we as Christians, we can even get really good at it. We can even get really good. We, we know how to do it. We, we can fake it till we make it even. I mean, some of us, you, you, you know, we, we can fight on the way to church, husband and wife, and they'll be like, but when you turn up and when you turn up at the church door and you see the usher there and they're like, hello, and you're like, praise the Lord, hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Well, we, we learn how to, and that's just the pastors. Come on, somebody. <laughs> We learn how to do it. We learn how to do uh, this thing. And so, so uh, you know, people are carrying baggage and, and they, they travel with uh, baggage. And there's, there's nothing quite like when, when, when you don't have to carry any stuff. When you're free, when you've got a short day trip where you don't have to uh, carry any baggage, where you can hop on and uh, hop, uh, hop off. It, it makes life so easy because you can get to where you need to go. You can move. That's what it's like when you aim to live light. That's my rap. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> That's what it's like when you aim to live light. Because here's some things I know about traveling with too much baggage from my years of experience. Number one, it's heavy. If you've got too much baggage, it's heavy. It's heavy. Too much baggage, what? Weighs you down, slows you down. In fact, it can end up hurting you. The amount of times I've strained my back, put out my wrist, just hurt myself because the stuff I'm carrying is way too heavy. In fact, the airlines, as you... No, these days they say if your baggage is over 32 kgs, they won't lift it for you. They won't, they won't carry it because they've got that. The, the, the reality is they can hurt themselves by carrying that baggage. If it is too heavy, it can hurt them. And, 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 and the, the truth is, if you, if you carry too much baggage, we can and we do. If we carry too much baggage, baggage we can and we do hurt other people. We can hurt other people. And see, here's the thing. Hurt people hurt people. So that's the first thing about carrying too much baggage. The second thing I know about carrying too much baggage is you carry too much baggage and other people have to help you with it. Other people have to help you 
with it. Like us traveling to India sometimes. Like I said, the kids, the, the, the kids are pushing these ginormous trolleys, these massive trolleys, five trolleys, full to the top. And I want to say this, with even the kids, can we have a nation full of kids carrying their parents' baggage? Can I hear an amen on that? Other people have to help you with it. You carry too much baggage, other people have to help you with it. And, and of course, if, if you do carry too much baggage these days, you can't actually fly. They won't, they won't let you fly. They won't let you fly. The airline will tell you, sir or madam, you have excess baggage. And we all know, of course, if you don't get rid, everybody say get rid. Oh, come on, say it like you believe it now. Get rid. Get rid. We we, we know if, if, if we don't get rid of it, if we don't get rid of that excess baggage, it will cost you. If you don't get rid of it, you have to pay. You'll pay for it. And I want to ask you today, Thrive Church, in this moment, in this service, are you carrying excess baggage? Are you carrying excess baggage today that you need to get rid of? You see, because we've immigrated from the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. But the truth is, some of us are carrying souvenirs from the old country. Mm Mm-hmm. See, the people of Israel, they lived in bondage for 400 years. And we, we, we know they got out of Egypt, okay, but the problem was getting Egypt out of them. Come on. They were carrying stuff from the old country. You know, when you arrive in New Zealand, you will face customs. You will face customs. They will ask you anything to declare. Anything to declare, any hazardous goods, any banned souvenirs, any, any stuff that you should be clear, declaring. And you've seen the programs, people, uh, people try and sneak stuff in, right? You, you've, seen, you've watched the programs, they'll, they'll try and sneak some meat in, or they'll, 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 they'll try and sneak some stuff in, or uh, uh, some food, or that they shouldn't be uh, taking. They're hoping no one will, will, will find it. And when they open it, they go, going, well, well, it's, well, it's just an apple. It's just a, a piece of fruit. It's just a piece of fruit. And you, you might be going, well, that's no big deal. It's just an apple. It's just a piece of fruit. But how many know? Book of Genesis, a piece of fruit got mankind into a whole lot of trouble. Come on, somebody. That's how it is. We've got to watch out. And sometimes in our life, we're going, it's just a little thing. It's no big deal. And we try to sneak it in. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. I can do my thing. I can, I, I can pretend everything's all right and try to look like I'm living light. But I, I'm trying to sneak stuff in. Have you got anything? To declare, preachers preaching right now. Of course, nobody sees it, nobody knows. But every now and then, they'll they'll ask you, "Would you open your baggage so we can have a look inside?" There are bins, of course. If you arrive at the airport, they're called amnesty bins. That's where you can get rid. Everybody say, "Get rid." So we can get rid of. Get rid of stuff. I want to call it amnesty here today. I want this altar to be a place where we can get rid of some stuff. Where we can, where we can drop it. Where we can, uh, where we can say, look, look I, 
I've been carrying this for far too long. It's time for me to get rid of this stuff. It's a place where, where, where today we can get rid of baggage that's weighing you down, slowing you down, stopping you from flying, hurting others. You know, when you're flying into New Zealand, they give you a declaration form. And it lists out all the stuff to watch out for when you're entering New Zealand. Do you know that on those lists it tells you, you know, you're bringing this, are you bringing that in? In the same way, there are scriptures that, that lists out things that, are, that we shouldn't bring into the kingdom of light. It lists out, in fact, if you study the Bible, one of the things that, that you should look out for if you're a student of the Bible is look for lists in the Bible. Look for where things are listed out. And I want to tell you about some lists that, that tell us that we should get rid of this stuff. Starting in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, it says this. It says, get rid. Everybody say, get rid. Come on, one more time. Get rid. Get rid of all. Not just some, not just a little bit. Get rid of all. All in the Greek means all bitterness, rage, and anger. Have you, have you ever had rage? Have you ever had that moment? Well, have you? <laughs> I mean, have you ever had that moment where you just, rage gets you? I have. I remember when we were living in India, we used to drive around there and the, 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 the traffic is just like crazy, man. It's just like uh, uh, crazy. And we, we were, it's not like Rangiora where if you pull up at a traffic light, maybe three cars, four cars might get up, maybe, maybe 10 at the max. And in India, if you, you stop on a busy road, I want to tell you in seconds, like a thousand vehicles stacked and layered and, and people, nee, 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 and they'll start yelling at you and screaming at you pretty quick. And I, I was driving on Mahatma Gandhi Road. It was a... The busiest road in the city, and I'm driving. It's a narrow road in the city of Pune, and as I'm driving down this road, this white little annoying van pulled out in front of me and blocked off the entire road. It had tinted windows. I couldn't see who was in it. I was like, what is this guy doing? And so quickly, traffic's on the first car there. All this traffic's backing up behind me. People are like, oh, hey, go on the mate, go on the mate. Telling me to get, you know, move out. You know, they're, they're, they're just yelling at me. They're beeping the horn, and Nita was there. The, the, the traffic stacking up the motorbikes. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? What's he doing? I'm like, what's he You know, I'm going to say, come on, somebody, don't, don't look at me like that. You've all got issues too. Don't worry. Come on. We're human. But I'm, I'm starting to get rage. It's starting to come out. I'm getting upset because all the pressure behind. And so it's stacking up, stacking up, stacking up. And I'm like, oh, come on, what are you doing? And then after about a couple of minutes or so, I see the window start to wind down. I'm like, okay, if he's going to give I'm going to give it. I'm, I'm just like, I'm ready to take this dude, uh, this dude on. And as the window comes down, slowly, because it's all tinned, I can't see who it is. I recognise it's a guy from church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a guy from church and he's like, oh, praise the Lord, brother. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And he's waving. And when I met him later, here's what he said. He said, I pulled across the road. And as I pulled across the road, I saw you there, pastor. And then so I saw you there. Then I'm waving at you going, hello, praise the Lord. But then I realized you couldn't see me. And so I wound the window. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I didn't do far worse than uh, what I could have done there. The Bible says, get rid of that stuff. Get rid of bitterness, rage, 
anger, brawling and slander along with every form of malice. And you know, when you study the Bible, the, the, the thing is that you, you look out for things that are repeated. And, and here again, this list is repeated in Colossians 3, verse 7 through 9. And it says, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now, everybody say, but now. In other words, this is the way I want you to live now. But now you must get rid. Everybody say, get rid. Get rid, rid yourselves of all such things as these. And then that list repeats again. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language. Filthy language. Oh, my goodness. Do some of us need to get rid of our filthy language? You know, I'll just tell you about a story, a funny story in our church. You know, we were wanting to help our, uh, our volunteers and appreciate them at the end of the year and give them a little gift. And so we thought, what can we do to really bless the, the, the volunteers? And we thought, well, Anita had an idea. Let's make little plants and uh, stuff like that and put a little gift card and some sweets or whatever it was and make a little package. And then we'll go and put it on their door and, and then we'll ding the doorbell, we'll run away, they'll come out and go, oh, how nice. And they'll, they'll open the car and go, so special, and, and they'll be blessed like that. So, but here's what we didn't realize as we started making this, all of this, it took us way longer, way longer than we thought. So it ended up, we're delivering this stuff at about 11 o'clock at night, okay? So it's quite, it's quite late at, at night. And one of our volunteers who we were going to bless, one of our team went up and got, it, it was really late. And I want to just say, I just got a little just I mean, this guy does live in a tough side of town. I mean, he lives in a he lives in a pretty tough sort of, sort of side of town. And so, anyway, it's about eleven o'clock at night. They're coming up. They put the little gift there, and they on the door. As soon as they went to turn away and run away, because surprise, surprise, they heard who the. I've had to fire that pastor. I just can't. Uh, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> But it's like, beep, beep, beep. I mean, they were, he was just, he's just saying, I mean, he, he, he was going for it. He was just letting it, letting it loose because he didn't know who was knocking on the door. The, vol- the volunteer who dropped it, they, they just ran away because, I mean, they're like, like freaking out. But you can, you, you can imagine what it was like the next day for him at church. <laughs> As he turned up at church, he was down like that. I said, don't, don't be discouraged. I said, don't be discouraged because I, 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 I want to tell you, I want to tell you, you've just given me sermon material that I'm going to preach all around the world, no matter where, uh, where I go. You've got to understand that you've given me a, a story there. But the Bible says, get rid of that stuff. Get rid of it. Get rid of filthy language. And that goes on in verse 9. It says, do not lie to each other since you have taken off the old self with its practices. In 1 Peter 2, 1, uh, it says it again, get rid. Everybody say, get rid. rid. It says, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit. The list is there again. All malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. In James chapter 1, verses 21 through 22, it says, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the Word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. In other words, we're going to do something about these lists. So I'm asking you today, do you have anything to declare? 
You might think nobody else knows, but God knows. But here's the thing, He still loves us. Regardless of what's on our list. You know, there's nothing that we're walking through that God is surprised about. I didn't know that. He's God. He knows everything. He's asking us today, in this moment, in this service, and Thrive Church, run your your order. Do you have anything to declare? And you might be going, as I'm speaking, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm carrying stuff on this list. I've got stuff on this list. Maybe the worship team can just come come now and... um, just play in the background, tinkle something. Makes you sound more spiritual. I don't know how it works, but. Maybe you're here today and you go, man, I'm carrying some of that stuff on the list. Maybe some bitterness, maybe, maybe out of a relationship, maybe 30 years ago. It amazes me how people can carry stuff for 30 years and not deal with it. And maybe you've been carrying it for so so long now. It's just you. You just you. It's, it's worn a worn a line into your shoulder. It's so heavy. Well, I want to tell you today. Let today be the day. Let today be the day where, where you where you lay that thing down. Where you. I, I want to create an altar in a moment where we can where we can come and and just lay stuff down. Get rid of baggage that we've been carrying for years. Maybe unforgiveness. Maybe someone hurt you a long time ago. And whenever you hear their name or maybe even meet a kid who's named that, that reminds you of that, that person, that situation that hurt you and you've been carrying it. You've been carrying it. It's baggage to you. Why not use today? Why not use this moment? Why not use this altar? And it's an altar not just because it's in a church. It's an altar because if you'd lay your baggage down, it would alter your life. It would change your circumstances. It would improve your outcomes. Because the stuff that you're carrying now is so heavy. It's slowing you down. It's stopping you from flying. It's stopping you from lifting and entering into all that God has for you. Do you have anything to declare? Maybe stuff that maybe wasn't on the list I read out, but just even as I'm speaking, you, you, you just go, man, I know I got some baggage. It wasn't on the list, but I, I need to declare this stuff before God and just drop it. I, I, I need to get rid of this stuff because it's, it's messing my life up. It's messing my life up. It's messing my family up. And I need to get rid of it. Maybe for others here, you've started on a journey and when you started, you were, you were passionate, you were fired up, you were... You were full of faith. You saw amazing miracles that that God did. He opened red seas for you and you were able to walk through it. But some way along the journey, you lost sight of where God was at. The enemy diverted your focus, changed your, 
direction and you found yourself today in a wilderness. Wandering. The baggage has got too heavy now. Maybe for some you've camped. You you can't cross the Jordan because it's too heavy. Are you carrying excess baggage today? And it's weighing you down, holding you back. Maybe limiting mindsets. I can never do anything. God can never use me. God couldn't use me. I'm just too bad. Listen, can can I tell you this? The Bible is called the good book, not because the people in it are good, but because the God in it is good. You might be here today and say, I don't know if God could ever use a person like me. I've got too much stuff. I've got too much baggage. I've got to sort myself out. Friends, I want to tell you, we can't sort ourselves out. That's why we need Jesus. We've got to let Him take care of our baggage. If you're here to say, well, He, he couldn't use me with, with, with all this stuff. That's why we've got to get rid of it. But understand this, if, you, if you're here today and saying, look, I, I just... I don't know if God would ever want to use a person like me. Know this. Noah got drunk. Abraham thought he was too old. Sarah laughed at God's promises. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair and was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David was an adulterer and a murderer. Elijah was depressed. Isaiah preached naked. Don't do it. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. uh, Job went bankrupt. John the Baptist ate bugs. Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Martha worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced more than once. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was religious. Timothy had an ulcer. And Lazarus was just plain dead. If He can use them, He can use you. Come on, somebody. Oh, come on. If He can use them, He can use you. But would you get rid of your baggage? Would you get rid of your baggage? Maybe you got fear of man, maybe procrastination, guilt, shame, whatever it is. What's holding you back? What's stopping you from flying? Whatever it is, here's what I know. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you, all of you who are weary. Are you weary today? All of you who are burdened. And he said, I will give you, I will give you rest. For he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My friend, I want to ask you, why not burden God with what burdens you? Would you give Him your baggage today? Can I get us to stand all over the place in this auditorium? And right now, we're going to sing the song and As we do, we're going to create an altar here. A place where we can dump baggage. We're not going to talk about the baggage. We're not going to name baggage. We we don't know what's in your baggage. The reality is we just want to see the baggage, the stuff that's weighing you down, dumped at the altar here today. We want to burden Him because He paid the price on the cross. He can carry it. We can't. He can carry it. Would you give Him your baggage today? You know what your baggage is. And so as we sing this song, I want to invite you to come forward. 
If you say, man, I need prayer. I need, I, I need a, to come to that altar to let go. And can, can I just be honest? There'll be people there who will wrestle with it. Well, I've still got to sort myself out. Listen, can I tell you this? We are saved not because we give our life to Jesus. We're, we're not saved because we gave our life to Jesus. We're saved because He gave His life for us. Come on, somebody. He did it. It's not about us doing it. It's about us coming to Him, heavy, loaded up, and dumping this stuff at the foot of the cross. Because in the cross, it's finished. In the cross, it's done. In the cross, we can find freedom. In the cross, we can find life. And He who the Son sets free, let me tell you, is free indeed. And so if you're here today and you're carrying baggage and you're going, man, I want to dump it. As we sing, I want to invite you. Don't delay. Get out of your seat, wherever you're sitting. The back, the front, left or right. Come down to this altar and let us pray and dump that baggage at the foot of the cross. Let's sing. Just come. Don't delay. For any more information on this sermon or any additional resources, visit us at thrivechurch.co.nz.